We should like go and like hang out with Todd. <laughs> Whoa, it's Todd. Yeah. <laughs> Todd's even cooler than we thought. <laughs> Boys, I'm looking for a fella who goes by the name of Todd. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> He's cool. <laughs> Todd would make like a good manager or something. Welcome to another episode of the 206 Geek Podcast with your host Todd, the 206 Geek. Yes, I am your host Todd, the 206 Geek, and this is episode 147. Hey everybody, hope you guys are having a fantastic week. Uh, The weather has gotten cooler. It's still fucking hot out, but it's cooler out um, since last week. Last week it was in the hundreds, you know, it was like 110 degrees in western Washington for a couple days, give or take a degree. Um, This week it's down to like 70s and 80s. So it's, I never thought I'd ever say, thank God it's down to 75 degrees. Um because that's never ever anything I've ever said living in western Washington. It's you know, I mean even even when it got to like 80 90 degrees you know in the last, you know, 49 years of my life it was only a few degrees cooler. So it wasn't like, oh god, thank god it's cooler. But Jesus, it was like 100 110 112 degrees one day. And then it was like still like 108 the next couple days after that it was so damn hot it felt like it felt like uh it felt like walking into a into a warm wet sponge i mean it wasn't maybe not a sponge you know what i mean it it was it was it was hot but it it and it was a it was probably a bit humid but not like not like florida humid okay it, you know it's where you just you feel like you're just you you just Actually, walking walking off the plane twenty years ago into into Miami uh, was like walking into a mosh pit at the Gorge in Seattle. Uh, the The Gorge, which is like an amphitheater in Eastern Washington, um, whenever I would go to a concert there, and I've only been well, well, whenever I was there, only a couple times, but um, any time I've went to the Gorge, both times. When I walked into the general area down by the stage, the where the mosh pit usually was, like immediately you went from being it went from being hot, and 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 just you're sweating on you know. I went from being dry and and hot to like immediately soaked in sweat when I walked into that mosh pit, and that was what it was like when I got off the plane. And left the airport that was air conditioned into the hot, humid air of Florida. It was like walking into a mosh pit. It was just like immediately I became soaked with sweat. And that's what it was like last week. Well, without like the immediate soaking of sweat. But it it, it was it was really hot. <laughs> it was so fucking hot. Um I suspect that it's gonna be I I'm going to Disneyland in Universal Studios in like late September, early October this year for my 50th birthday. And uh, I it just occurred to me last week that it's going to be hot 
in Southern California, even in September. So hopefully, it will will not. I, I'm I'm hoping that it's not going to be like ungodly hot. It's going to be it's going to be normal, I think, for 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 California. But it's it's going to be hotter than what it will be here in Washington at that time of year. So I'll go from it being cool and kind of brisk to like having to wear shorts and a tank top. <laughs> All right, enough of that, guys. Let's get on to um, what's been going on in the world of geeks. Uh, I have a few tabs pulled open that I'm going to click on and just kind of... I haven't read any of these, folks. I generally don't. I usually kind of like read them as I go and and that's and sometimes that's painfully obvious and I apologize if I'm ever sounding like I am just reading from a script um because you know I was I was reading a story and I I realized last week when I was recording I was like you know what I need to like put some energy into this reading cuz I just I sound like I'm bored so I apologize for that I'm going to try to do better and uh, we got some new stuff. And, you know, I I did watch the new episode of Loki, and I it, it left me with more questions. Um, there was a lot of Easter egg things, and I, I have a few stories pulled up from that. Um, I think that'll be the, the, one of the first things I'll talk about here. Um, you know, it's... it's, it's uh, I think I pulled all my Marvel stories up to the front here. And, uh, sorry, all of a sudden my nose decides it wants to drool. And, uh, so anyways, getting back to this, the stories of Loki here on, uh, on my Feedly list, I have a story, I have, actually, I think the majority of the stories I have pulled up are from comicbook.com, all of which, all the stories from comicbook.com are shared to the Facebook and Twitter pages for the podcast. So if you are not on the socials for this podcast, you can search for at 206geek for Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and, uh, it will come right up. You can see everything that I share uh, and things that are automatically shared um, from these sites. And uh, see what else. Um, I've been I've been eagerly waiting for new episodes of all my favorite shows. Like everything seems to have everything seems to have a cliffhanger episode every week. So it's not like Okay, cool. New episodes out next week. It's like, man, I gotta wait till next week to find out what happened. This is some bullshit. And uh yeah. Um I don't know if you got I don't you know I haven't mentioned it. Um I I'm not streaming this week uh with this podcast. I'm just recording it straight and then I'm gonna upload it once I'm done and it will be posted uh tomorrow. Friday the Friday July 9th out and tomorrow Friday July 9th I'll be going and seeing um Black Widow in theaters and I'll be talking about that next week. I suspect it's going to be an amazing movie like everything else that Marvel's done over the past decade. It's 
there's only been one or two of those movies that I thought were kind of like, all right, this could have been better. But, uh, all right. I keep getting distracted, folks, and I apologize. Hopefully this is still entertaining for you guys. All right. Loki fans love seeing Frog Thor or Throg in episode five. You know, I thought I saw... <laughs> I thought I saw in the episode I, you know... Spoiler alert! I thought I saw... I thought I saw Mjolnir, and I thought I saw a little frog... Jumping up and down inside of a inside of a, a mason jar, and I, I was like, "Okay, was was that the? <laughs> Wait a minute, was was that the the Thor frog that I've seen like in cartoons and in in like still images from like you know comic books and stuff?" <laughs> and I was like, "Wait a minute, wouldn't wouldn't his wouldn't his Mjolnir be a bit smaller? And why is he in a jar? You know." <laughs> That was my that was my first thought when I saw him but of course it quickly went on to other things in the episode and I was like okay maybe they'll bring maybe we'll see that again or maybe we'll see him again and then uh that will make some se- that will make sense at some point I hope but I think it's awesome that he is now canon as far as the MCU is concerned um <laughs> it's so awesome um if you haven't seen the episode, I am I'm, I'm not it's it's not like an essential thing to the story. It's just one of those background things you see during a scene. So it's not like I'm giving away anything, you know, to the story. But yeah, we do briefly see uh the Thor frog and, and he's like in the jar which is like a I want to say a few inches to like a foot away from like Mjolnir. But um Dude, and somebody actually did a screenshot and zoomed in. So yeah, that's that's awesome. <laughs> so it's on, it's on. Uh, Catboy Murdoch on Instagram is the username. You can see it for yourself, or you can look for the story on the Facebook and Twitter pages. So, yeah, no, I think that's pretty awesome. <laughs> All right, and uh, next, next uh, Loki Easter egg, and this is should not be anything that's gonna hurt. The uh, the storyline. Let's see what. It, let me kind of gander at it real quick and see what it says. I don't want to read this if it is a spoiler. Uh, this week's episode of Loki was chock full of cool Easter eggs, including first look at Mjolnir and Thro- and Throg. Uh, there is also happened to be a funny egg from another beloved franchise that would be Ghostbusters. The Easter egg comes in the form of Heisey Heis- Ecto Cooler. I thought that was Ecto Cooler. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's... I. You know, he, somebody was drinking a juice box 
and it said high C on it. And I'm like, is that an ecto cooler? That's awesome. I'm not going to read any more because it gives um, it gives information on characters. Um, if you haven't been watching, if you did watch the last episode, you probably know who had the ecto cooler. I'm just not going to say who it is. Um, I've already given away enough spoilers for this episode as far as things you will see, but nothing, nothing that gives away the story. Um, so yeah, I thought that was ecto cooler. Well, that's really cool. All right. And then we have, we have the what if trailer. Ooh, let me turn up the volume on the computer. That way you guys can hear this audio. Make sure this page is not muted. It's not. Hit and play. And it's, okay. Yeah, peace, I love peace. I'd be out of a job with peace. know each other? Wow. Time. Reality. Reality. It's changeable. <laughs> nice! Oh, dude. Where you want to be? That's the question, isn't it? Is different. Each one unique. Nice. Slow down a little bit. There's a few people in the room that don't understand. Not me. I, I get it. <laughs> wow. Nice. The name's Captain Carter. <gasps> Ooh. I observe all that transpires here, but I do not, cannot, will not interfere. I guess I have to freestyle then. Okay. Hey! We have you out there, bird. A ravager never flies solo. Oh. I said never flies solo. <laughs> Is that some kind of catchphrase? You had me worried for a second. <laughs> Journey to face Chadwick Boseman, rest in peace. Ponder the question. What if? Comes in August 11th, folks. Uh, you'll want to check out this trailer because there's a I. There's a lot that I didn't like say what it was. I mean, some things were kind of given away by what was said and what you heard. Um, but I didn't yeah. You guys need to check out the trailer for this. This looks this It's animated. It's kind of it has a computer generated animation look to it. It's not 3D per se. Per se. You ever notice when people say per se, they always say it, they always say it with a little bit of a lisp. 
Crusade. Sorry. Distracted. Squirrel. All right. That looks awesome. I cannot. August 11th. Nice. Everything's Everything cool is coming out in August, it seems. This this year is already almost half. It's it is halfway, July. I mean it's it's just about halfway. It's six. Well, last month was six. So, yeah, this week this year's is more than halfway over. Yeah, that's crazy. And then the last, the, I think this is the last Marvel story I have. I know, actually, do I have one more back here? Um, it also includes DC. But this this one I'm looking at right here, Marvel Studios president says long-term movies, movie deals are over. What does that mean? Uh, well, it's going to tell me here, I'm sure. It's exciting. It's an exciting new era for Marvel Cinematic Universe with content ranging from the Disney Plus shows to long-awaited fil feature films. Many of the of the franchise original stars have have said goodbye to the MCU with actors like Robert Downey Jr., who played Tony Stark, also known as Iron Man, Chris Evans, who was Steve Rogers, aka Captain America. Seemingly being done with done after Avengers Endgame and Scarlett Johansson getting her swan song as Natasha Romanoff in the upcoming Black Widow. For the long time for a long time Marvel Studios would contract their stars for multiple picture deals, including signing Samuel L. Jackson for nine features. But the president but President Kevin Feige recently revealed that things are changing for the company. Quote, uh, that I got a lot of attention. Uh, hold on, let me. Uh, quote, that got a lot of attention way back when with, I think, Scarlett Johansson and Chris Hemsworth and Evans and Sam Jackson. It varies now, Feige told The Hollywood Reporter. When asked if the studio is making deals with actors, a specific making deals for actors, a specific number of films and streaming appearances, Feige mentioned that he would quote he would throw theme park attractions into the list of things that Marvel Studios makes talent deals for. Tom Holland can be seen. And a brand new Web Slingers ride at California Adventure, which I'm gonna see in September, folks. I, you know what? I'm I'm planning on making sure my phone stays charged the whole time I'm there because I want to take lots of pictures and video because I've seen I've seen clips online of the grand opening of the Adventures uh, thing that they have there. The one thing they have is really cool, and, and I think I talked about it a couple of years ago. On the podcast, I think as far back as when when the podcast included a different uh, a, another host, and you know, I think we talked about it. I remember mentioning it anyway. I I could be thinking of a different time. I don't. Either way, the the there was a a patent that Disney had applied for 
for a thing to have Spider-Man flying over uh, the the crowds. And I saw a video of this thing. In, in fact, what it essentially was is it was it was a mannequin that they can slingshot into the air and it will do like a backflip from one building to another. And the way they were talking about it in the original article about this this patent is that uh, the mannequin was possibly going to be Spider-Man because the way it was shaped and the way it was arms were posed and whatnot, that it was going to be like this mannequin that they could slingshot into the air and, and as it got flung into the air, it kind of does a backflip uh, action and uh, and then it lands in another location. Well, I think, uh, well, they, they showed video of this in action when that attraction opened and it looked really cool and I'm 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 looking forward to seeing it for myself firsthand. And uh California Adventure, I don't know much about that. I just know that that's that's a uh I I guess technically it's a separate park from Disneyland, but it's attached. So and I know that I know my sister bought tickets for Disney California Adventure and Universal. I'm getting like the full VIP because, you know, I'm turning 50 years old and she wants me to have a memorable 50, 50th birthday. And I'm getting all kinds of cool stuff for this. And it's quite honestly, it's it's making me a bit emotional right now thinking about it because um, for a long time, I wanted to be able to go and do these trips that she was doing when she was a travel agent. She was going places and going and seeing things that were really neat. And I really wanted to go, but you know, it's, um, it's one thing to take your, your child with you. It's another thing to take your little brother, I think. And, um, plus I think during that time of my life, um, we were not, we weren't really, um, close. We, we had issues and, you know, that's, you know, that's, that's how sometimes family is, you know, you have issues and you, you, sometimes they get worked on and other times they don't get looked at and worked on. And at that point in my life, I wasn't working on anything that I needed to, as far as like, um, me being a good person and, and being responsible for myself. Not that I, I, let's just put it this way. I have, um, I've, I've got a, I've got a temper that I'm not proud of. I have, um, where I, I, I'm not a physical person. I don't get physical with anybody ever. Uh, unless, unless I'm put in a position where I have to be, like I'm backed into a corner kind of thing. I, in fact, the, the last time I remember getting into a fight, I remember getting into a fight with somebody when I was like in my twenties. And I remember getting so angry with this person. We were, and we started, he started punching and, and hitting me and, and things. I punched and I punched him so hard he he fell to the ground. I immediately felt bad. Immediately. 
They're like, oh my God, dude, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to hit you that hard. I mean, I was mad and I wanted to hit you, but I didn't. It... Yeah, I don't know. It... So suffice to say, I am not that person anymore. I haven't been that guy in quite some time. I still have anger issues. I still have issues where um, I get frustrated and and uh, and uh, and react instead of instead of instead of you know talking about what's what's bothering me. I just react, and, and it's it's in the moment a lot of times, and a lot of times I say things that can be quite um, cruel. And mean, and uh, again, this is one of those things that after I've af after it's happened, I feel bad because you can see like the look on people's faces when you realize you you said something that was truly horrible. Uh, I don't know why I'm talking about this right now. Oh yes, um, I remember now. Anyways, getting back to the story of Disney and uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, sorry, folks. I got dis I got derailed there. My 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 train of thought was derailed, and there was essentially no survivors. Meanwhile, back at the podcast. All right, so. What was I reading here? Uh, uh, uh. Quote, this is what he says here. Quote, it varies project to project, <coughs> project to project, cast to cast. Ke uh, Feige added, really, um, what, it, what we want are people that come in, are excited to be a, in the universe, and are excited at the opportunity to do more things as opposed to being locked into contractual obligations. Yeah, you tend to have happier employees that way. That's probably smart, because I'm sure there's probably a few people that were contracted to do X number of movies, and they were like, oh, fuck, I have to do another one of these stupid-ass movies where I'm wearing spandex or something to that effect. You know, there's people in the world that don't really like the superhero genre and they they probably did it for the paycheck because they knew that it had the backing of Disney and Marvel and they knew they would they would get a nice fat paycheck and then uh, the problem the problem with doing a a multi-movie deal I would I would imagine anyway is that you're always remembered for playing that role from now until you pass away even after that for fuck's sake I mean, how many how many movies has Carrie Fisher done? A lot. I don't even know the, the exact number. All I know is she was she was Princess Leia Organa, or she was General Leia Organa, depending on which version of Leia you remember. For me, she's always Princess Leia, and she will always be Princess Leia to me. No matter how many other movies I've seen her in, it's like, oh shit, it's Princess Leia, <laughs> you know. Um, she was in a movie that I thought was absolutely hilarious called Drop Dead Fred. 
and she was like the best friend of the lead character and i was just like okay this is this is different she she's i mean this came out i think the 90s so it was 20 years after you know after star wars came out and i was like oh, she's she's a bit older but she's still she's still attractive you know <laughs> Oh man. So All right, let's go on to the next Marvel story here. Well, this is more of a Marvel this is more of a a uh San Diego Comic-Con at home story, but it has to do with Marvel Studios and DC Films. heroichollywood.com posted this um recently. Uh, says Marvel Studios and DC Films skipping San Diego Comic-Con at home. The virtual event will take place on July 23rd through the 25th. Marvel Studios and DC Films will both be absent from this year's San Diego Comic-Con at home, taking place later this month. Uh, it's been a while since Marvel Studios and DC Films took the stage at Hall H last year, the San Diego Comic-Con at Home virtual event was created in the midst of COVID-19, the, the COVID-19 pandemic, and neither studio made an appearance. According to Deadline, the virtual event will be back this year, but Marvel Studios and DC Films will not be showing face at the 2021 edition, despite having projects on the horizon. And it goes on to saying here, there's no word if Sony will be attending San Diego Comic-Con at home just yet. So we could get uh, looks at Venom, Let There Be Carnage, Morbius, Spider-Man, No Way Home. Uh, DC will have a presence at the event with Legends of Tomorrow and the publishing side. DC Fandom, Fandome is also making a return this October and in and in a in-person San Diego Comic-Con uh will take place over Thanksgiving weekend. Oh, so they're they're doing a a separate San Diego Comic-Con over over Thanksgiving weekend. Okay, that doesn't. Why? Why Thanksgiving weekend, man? I mean, I mean, it's not a huge deal for me. I mean, I'm not one of those people that are into sports, so I'm not going to be watching any any sports ball. I know a lot of people that will, though, and I think um, I may I may be the only one in the house that will be watching San Diego Comic Con. Oh wait, that's not going to be online. Never mind. That's going to be an in-person thing. So if I, yeah, that's, never mind. I don't know what I was thinking. Clearly I wasn't. All right. I don't know. I, I've, I'm I'm definitely going to check out Comic-Con at Home and Fandom uh, like I did last year. Because they're both virtual. They're online. They're going to be streaming from like, I think both of them, excuse me. I think both of them streamed from YouTube last year. Then I got the hiccups. All right. 
Next story on the the list of things to talk about today. One of Harrison Ford's best movies just hit Netflix. What is it? What is it? All right. The filmography of Harrison Ford goes back five decades now, and thanks to the uh, the prolification of streaming services, his movies are spread out. But one of one of the very best just popped onto Netflix. 1987's Air Force One, directed by Wolfgang Peterson. The film sees Ford playing the President of the United States, who is forced to defend himself and take back the titular plane from a group of terrorists that have forced their way on board. The film brought over $315 million, excuse me, $315 million in the global box office and became the fifth highest grossing movie of the year and was nominated for two Academy Awards. You know, I don't know if I've ever seen that one. I'm not real big on political like movies. I'm not I'm also not real big on like a lot of like historical war movies either. Um just because I figure, you know, if I'm going to learn about these things, I'm going to watch a documentary. I'm not going to watch a biopic. I'm, needless to say, I'm not one of those people that cry about like biopics not being accurate. <laughs> I go to it, I'm entertained. I go, wow, that had a great soundtrack, or that was interesting. I wonder how close that was to the real thing. And generally speaking, those movies are not at all close to the real thing. I remember, uh, and I think I've talked about this recently in the podcast too, I remember talking to somebody about, uh, or somebody had mentioned how they didn't like um, Bohemian Rhapsody because it was, you know, he's like he goes, it was entirely inaccurate to the to the real history of of the band Queen. I was like, you know, it's a biopic; it's not a documentary. And he just he looked at me like, as if that's that's that makes a difference. I was like, well, dude, it's biopics are never one hundred percent accurate. They're they're fictional. They're fictionalized versions of the real story. That's why it's a biopic and not a documentary. And he just kind of like, yeah, but it should, you know, it should be more. No, it doesn't have to be. It has to be entertaining. It doesn't have to be accurate. Uh, Maybe I'm just jaded in my old age, but I don't know. I I don't did I care about like that kind of thing when I was his age? I don't remember. That was twenty plus years ago, you know. Plus, my taste in in music and movies is is vastly different than him. So, I mean, we had some we had some common interests, but overall, I think. Um, We've we've had a we've had a, a a couple of heated discussions about movies and he just he just did not understand where I was coming from and I just you know what I'm not gonna I'm not gonna argue with this person anymore it doesn't it doesn't do me any good to argue with them because they were like well you know this this is not okay they shouldn't do that they should have had this they should have done that I'm like dude it's it's a fucking movie the only way you're the only way you would get it to the way 
that you think it should be is if you make movies yourself and you decide to tell that story. You, and, that, and, and that's the thing. A lot of people that say these things are not like they're not writers. They, they don't have aspirations to make movies or anything. They just they they have strong opinions about movies that they like. And when the, when the, something in them doesn't go the way they think it should, they get a little they get a little testy about it. So, all right. So the next story I have here is about Monsters at Work. If you've not heard about Monsters at Work, it is a Disney Plus series um, starring Billy Crystal and and, uh, and, um, John, John, um, um, you know, the guy, John. (sighs) Where is it? The name. Where is the name? Uh, Goodman. There we go. I knew it was in there someplace. John Goodman and Billy Crystal reprise their roles as Mike and Sully. And uh, it's a series taking place after the first movie. So in the events that happened at the end of the first movie is where it picks up on the first episode of the show. If you like Monsters Incorporated or Monsters, Inc., uh, you'll you'll probably like Monsters at Work. I enjoyed it. I think I need to go back and rewatch the second episode because I think it was late and I fell asleep. Um, I do remember that it was funny. I do remember that you know they're showing they're showing the conversion from doing scares to doing you know comedy, trying to trying to make the kids laugh. And uh, part of the story is that a new recruit who was um, recruited before the switchover came to Monsters Inc thinking he was going to be a scare and it turns out he's not and his career kind of got sidelined um it didn't necessarily stop it just got redirected so Yeah, no, it just it's two thousand one. Is that when that movie came out? Oh my god, it's been twenty years since that movie came out. And it says here the series, t- which takes place immediately after the following of the twenty two thousand one film, will drop new episodes on Wednesdays going forward. It brings back members of the original cast as well as bringing in some new stars like Aisha Tyler and Mindy Kaling. Mindy Kaling. I don't know why I said it that way. I just I know I read it wrong. Um, it's it's a series that comic that that comic book praised as a hilarious and worthy successor to Monsters Incorporated and Monsters University. I agree with comicbook.com on that one, honestly. Um, let's see here. It says, In Monsters at Work, Taylor Tuskman graduates top of his class from Monsters University and arrives at Monsters... Incorporated to begin his dream job as a scarer or not. 
the day he's set to begin, he learns that they don't want scarers, they want jokesters. Taylor is temporarily reassigned to the Monsters, Inc. facilities team. Um, This change shatters Taylor's plan, but he sets his sights on a new goal, becoming a jokester. I don't know. I I do remember that much of when I what I did when I did see. Excuse me. You know what? I'm not even going to edit that out because you know it's real. This is raw. Although I probably should edit it out. I'm just um part of the reason why I don't edit it out is because I'm I'm not motivated to edit them to make them sound better because I think they already sound well enough. It's just my voice. I'm not, I'm not producing music here. Um, and as long as I'm, my voice is clear, it's not being garbled or anything. I think it should be okay. And if it's funny to me, I mean, I think that, you know, podcasts should sound good. They definitely should. They shouldn't, it shouldn't sound like you're, you're recording in a bathroom or a bus stop or, you know, in your bedroom. <laughs> Even though I am, um, I try to make it sound as, as, as clear as possible. I was really, when I first started podcasting, I was really obsessed with sound quality. I wanted it to sound good. I wanted it to be perfect. And then I realized that it's just my voice. I'm not I'm not producing music. I'm not singing. I'm not I'm not doing anything other than talking. So as long as I speak clearly into the microphone, it should be okay. I tried to tell somebody that once that you know you didn't need to have um, you didn't need to have stereo audio on your podcast. It doesn't. It's not. It's not necessary for a podcast to have stereo. In fact, if you if you convert it to mono, it takes up less space. It takes less time to download. And they were like, "Well, people are streaming my podcast anyway, so it doesn't matter." I was like, "Well, I mean, if they're on limited bandwidth, you know." If they only got so much bandwidth a month, that means that they have to choose between watching Netflix or downloading or streaming your newest episode. That Those are the choices they have to make. Or uh, you can be like what's been my experience with, with having a uh, smartphone is not having enough room in your device to download episodes of podcasts without having to, like, delete a bunch of other stuff first. That happened to me a couple of times over the last few years where I had, a, I, had, I had a mobile device that had very limited space on it, so I could only download one episode at a time. I would listen to a podcast and have it immediately deleted, and then the next one would get downloaded, and then I would listen to that, and then that would get deleted, and then it would download the next one. Um, until of course, you know, if I, or unless if I used up all my bandwidth, cause I mean, I was, 
my my phone service I only got so much bandwidth and once I used it up it was done for the rest of the month couldn't like I couldn't add more because I didn't have any money to add more so I got into the habit of making sure that my podcast episodes uh, were not like really long made sure that the, the file size form is is not so big that it's going to cause a problem for anybody who has an older device or doesn't have enough bandwidth to stream it. I want people to be able to download the podcast and listen to it offline. That's how podcasts used to be. And I guess more more and more people are just streaming it these days, which is fine. You can do that. I'm not saying you can't. Sorry. Um, didn't mean to hit the microphone. I have my eyes closed because I'm being super ADD today and anything and everything seems to be distracting me. So I have my eyes closed while I'm talking anyways. Um, and I didn't see the mic when I went to scratch my head. Um, so yeah, I, I try to make my file sizes small and, you know, mono helps and, you know, just enough, um, of uh, the sample, the sample rate is just high enough so it doesn't sound like you're listening through a tin can. And uh, although lately, in the last week or so, my listenership has not been great. I look at the the number of downloads and and listeners, and it's kind of kind of low. And I think it's probably because people are out out and about doing other things and not listening to podcasts or they've given up on my show. But, um, for those of you that are still listening, thank you for listening. <laughs> um, I know there's not that many people that listen to it all the way through. I would imagine there's probably about probably 10 or 15 people. And I probably know each and every one of you. <laughs> thank you. I really do appreciate it. This, this is, I I do the podcast because it's something I enjoy doing. And I also do it because it gives me something to look forward to every week. Because if I didn't have that, I would pretty much be, you know, just binge watching TV shows and movies just out of boredom, not because I want to watch them. And um, podcasting gives me something once a week to go, oh, I get to do this. I get to pull up stories and talk about them, and I get to, you know, my other podcasts, I get to talk to Marianne and Jamal, which I love doing because those guys crack me up every week. Speaking of which, we're going to be doing, uh, I'm going to be recording that episode later today, which will be out next week. On t First part will be out on Tuesday, and second part will be out next Friday. And uh, if you're hearing this, new a new episode of the podcast was out also today. So if you when you're done listening to me talking here, you should go over and search for um, hashtag Not About You Pod, and uh, that will bring up the podcast on your favorite whatever your favorite podcasting app is. And if for whatever reason you're unable to find it, you can go to you can go to notaboutupod.com. That's the letter U, not the word U. Notaboutupod.com. And you can listen there. Or it'll take you where you can listen. 
And um, you should definitely check out that show because um, we we talk about all kinds of stuff. And I do bring in some geeky stuff. I do have to kind of talk about those kinds of things with them because they like those things, but they're always talking about like current events and, you know, adult things. <laughs> I'm over here talking about comic books and TV shows and movies. But, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's going to be a good episode, I think, because Marianne is, Marianne just got her new house and she, she's, I know she's going to be excited to talk about her new place. And uh, I'm thinking I might go over to her place this weekend to help her move. You know, um, plus I want to see it. But, um, yeah, um, what else? Uh, I think, oh, I still have a couple more stories to talk about. So let's go ahead and, and talk about those. Oh, here's something interesting. Hey, does anybody remember the show The Critic? It stinks. Uh, that was the line from the show. Um, the Critic, apparently, the, the, co- the co-creator addresses the possibility of a season three. I thought they already had like a kind of a, a spinoff that was like a comic book or something. It says here, created by Al Jean and Mike Reese, the animated series The Critic ran for two seasons in the early 90s. And while it might not have uh, been as popular as other animated sitcoms at the time, has grown a passionate following over the years, which could go on to inspire a series of that which would go on to inspire a series of webisodes in 2000 through 2001. Given the nature of the streaming services and the way and the ways in which they revive beloved programs years after their conclusion, some fans have wondered if the critic could be revived. While Gene would be interested in such a revival, the the complications come from the series being owned by Sony as opposed to, to one of Disney's many brands. Uh, Gene recently developed a Marvel themed, the Simpsons short, the good, the Bart, the Loki and the Loki now streaming on Disney plus. I'm going to have to go watch that because they did a, they did a Simpsons star Wars crossover. The Force Awakens from its nap, or something like that. Quote, I would like to, the only difficulty which is of interest to no one except people who work on it, is the critic is owned by Sony. Gene detailed to comicbook.com of bringing back the series it was done under Sony, so Disney Plus des- definitely doesn't own the character. If it did, I think we would definitely have pitched it already to them. And star John Lovitz would be interested, and he's hilarious, as always. But it's a hang-up on that account. Well, yeah, I mean, that's... That's one of the of the handful of times that I find John Lovett's funny. Is that show was pretty hilarious. 
it um I think there was even a crossover with The Simpsons at one point because I think it was the same animation company. It's it didn't I didn't realize it was owned by Sony. That to me that seems weird that Sony owns that and and then because I think it was on Fox. I'm pretty sure it was on Fox. Maybe maybe it was sold to Sony at some point. That that could explain why it was on Crackle for a long time back when Sony owned Crackle. Um, I don't know. I think it would be cool to see uh, that show come back. I I would be curious to see what Jay Sherman has to say about the the MCU and all the other things that are currently popular in the in movies. So. All right, one last story here, folks, and then I'm I'm done for now. And, and then um, if you haven't, like I said already, if you haven't subscribed to my other podcast, Not About You, with Jamal Marin and Cousin Todd, definitely go find it on your favorite podcasting app or go to notaboutyoupod.com and find out where you can listen to it from there. This last story here, Masters of the Universe, as Kevin Smith explains... Hilarious update from the original series. So let's turn the computer volume back up. Hit play. And as goes Eternia, so goes the entire universe. Bring oh! me Kevin Smith, showrunner of Masters of the Universe of Revelation. And I can't wait to geek out with you kids as we look at the final trailer. I've been waiting for a long time for this to drop, man. We go back and honor every part of the Masters of the Universe legacy and lore. Like, I might cry. I love this so much. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Magic gave birth First voice you hear, Eternia. the great Lena Headey, man. Look at that. That's pre-Turnia. Creation. But now the magic is gone. And without magic, Eternia will rot and die. Then we take you to the palace and we introduce you to our players. Adam and Tila, He-Man and Tila. If I don't do this, everybody dies. This moment with He-Man going, if I don't do this, everybody dies, and rushing with the sword is so important when you actually see the show. But it defines who that character is. Whatever became of Eternia? Triclops, we do something with him that uh, makes the Henry Rollins voiceover for his character absolutely astounding. We use Henry Rollins to the best possible degree. But the sword of power was destroyed. Not destroyed. Divided. And you see that part right there? The dividing of the two swords? Now, if you don't have one whole power sword and it's split into two, I wonder what repercussions that's going to have. And look, he-Man got some nipples this time around. Look at Snake Mountain, kids. I mean, yes, it's not as famous as Castle Grayskull or as well-known, but anybody that knows Skeletor's Lair knows Snake Mountain. Look at that shot with the gorgeous flowing lava come to life. We spent more on that one Snake Mountain shot than I spent to make all of Clerks. We all got to work together now. I see right there our heroes all working together with the bad guys. That's what has to happen. Things are so dire in Eternia that we're doing team-ups you never imagined because the threat to Eternia is that big. Or else Eternia dies. Oh, my God, Cringer, as voiced by Steven Root. Can you imagine Milton from Office Space? 
Look at that, He-Man and Tila fighting, but look at them red eyes. I don't believe it. Justin Long does an amazing Roboto, and Roboto, I promise you, will pull your heartstrings. This is your childhood, just like you remember a kid. Thing is, now you're grown up enough to handle a story where perhaps death is on the menu. That's right, man. Our series is designed to play like the very next episode of the classic cartoon, but in our version, people can stab each other. That's the revelation. How many people die? <laughs> what God, Kevin. Then Mark Hamill, the Joker, Joker Skywalker himself, as the voice. Joker so Skywalker. Be a little taste in the trailer, but I trust me. He chews the scenery. Mark's performance is amazing. This sequence right here, man, where you see He-Man getting ready to like throw down against Skeletor has been 40 years in the making and our amazing directors, Pat and Adam, they told me when I was writing the script, like these people have been waiting to see these two fight for 40 years to hit each other, to use the sword against the Havoc staff. So please let them fight, let them fight. And we did. Scareglow represented for the first time here, ladies and gentlemen, gets to debut after having a figure for years. Clamp Champ, Fisto, they're all there. That score that kicks in over that Netflix logo, man. I'll be honest with you, it does something for me. Seeing that logo on something I worked on and hearing Bear McCreary's score over it, incredible, man. July 23rd, only on Netflix, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. That is amazing. I I mean, I saw the trailer for it. It looked awesome. But hearing, hearing Kevin nerd out on He-Man, uh, I... I've I've been a fan of his for a number of years. I was, first was a fan, of course, of his movies and stuff. But then in the last eight years, I became a huge fan of his podcasts. Um, I l love um, Hollywood Babylon and Fat Man Beyond. Those are my two favorite Kevin Smith podcasts. But I have listened to some of the others. I just couldn't get into the other ones as much as I enjoyed the, those first two that I mentioned. And um, he taught, when he first started talking about, when he was able to talk about He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, you could definitely hear the passion in his voice when he's talking about the characters and stuff. And it's like, I had no idea. He never ever mentions He-Man in any of his movies and any of the other things I've seen him do. But he's talked about Star Wars and Marvel and DC Never once did he ever mention He-Man. So I was like, I had no idea this was a, a fandom of his. It was a fandom of mine as well. We're pretty close in age. I think he's about a year older than me, maybe nine or six months, something like that. Either way. Um, yeah, no, it's just, for me, I think it's, it's, it's really cool that this is, he's doing this because first of all, um, the only thing of his that I watched that he did not create, but he directed and or wrote for were like, um, I think he, I think Cop Out he wrote and directed, or, or maybe somebody else directed. I can't remember which, but Cop Out was one of those movies that wasn't like a, it wasn't a, in the Viewisk universe. It was separate from everything else he's ever done. Same thing with Zack and Miri, which was also kind of a standalone uh, movie that he, I think he directed that one. I don't think he wrote that one, though. I think that was a, that was a uh, Seth Rogen 
story, I think. I mean, it's possible Kevin had something, some input, but I'm pretty sure it was mostly mostly Rogan doing that one. But uh, anyways, thanks again for listening to me um, babble on on my podcast, talking about random stuff, trying to stay focused as well as much as I can, and. Uh, Thank you guys again for 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 listening to my show, listening to my podcast for as long as you have. Um, I really do appreciate. I really, really do appreciate it. You, you don't really understand how um, how much it means to me that people actually like the content that I that I make that I do. Um, I don't. I don't see myself as is is uh creative as others i think i think there's a lot more creative people out there in the world but i do like what i do and um it 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 does my heart good to know that other people are enjoying it and um yeah thank you all right guys i'm out of here until next time i've been Todd the 206 geek and and you've been awesome so i'll see you guys next time and now is the part of the show where i like to thank those who support the podcast and if you also want to become a podcast supporter you can go to support.206geek.com